Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Daryl. And I'd like to welcome you to season three of Music is the Key. I'm getting a loop playback, and I'm going to turn it down. Um, the beautiful thing about this show is that I get to do what I want to do anytime I want to do it. <laughs> um, I wanted to do something very special um, for the kickoff of season three. I know a lot of you guys asked me, man, you're not going to do a Best of Daryl? Nah, I didn't really want to do a Best of Daryl. I did Best of Guest. I did Best of Host. I did Best of Former Host. But I wanted to do something special coming back into season number one. Or season number three, this is. Sorry about that. Let me turn this phone down and be professional. Um, just like everybody else, I found out about uh, the passing of James M. Tune on Sunday. Uh, Sunday morning, as a matter of fact. Someone sent me a message. Really kind of messed up my whole day, um, to be honest with you guys. Uh, I look at James M. Tume as... Uh, just somebody that was really near and dear to my heart. Um, I was honored to have the opportunity to have had the chance to interview him back in um, April of 2017. And just the knowledge and the wisdom I got from him just from that one conversation, um, I could take with me for a lifetime. For this episode, though, I want to just honor his legacy by playing some of uh, my favorite songs that he, that he shared over throughout the years. Um, of course, we're going to hear Prime Time because y'all know that is my favorite M2A song. Um, I'm speaking over it right now with the uh, instrumental. But kicking this show off, I'm getting ready to um, start off with one of his joints playing alongside of Miles Davis on the Get Up With It album, you know, Miles Davis, Get Up With It, there's a song here by the name of M2, and that's how we're going to kick this show off today, um, playing that very track, M2, now since I'm solo dolo, I can let songs rock a little bit longer um, <laughs> for this episode, and I think I will in some cases. I'm also going to be playing clips. What's up, Tiff? I'm also going to be playing clips from the interview I had the opportunity to do with him in um, 2017. So we're going to get a little bit of all of that. We're going to get some video clips. We're going to get, um, well, we're going to get some audio clips. And then we're going to get some good music. But again, we're kicking off from um, Miles Davis, Get Up With It, 1972, I want to say the year is, but it's, excuse me, 1974. And the song I'm getting ready to share with you guys is called Him To Me. So I hope you guys enjoy this. All right. I'm <laughs> 
one of those guys that uh, break down every artist, you know, that's not really my thing, uh, but in the spirit of Bruce Phillips, yes, we have, uh, yes, Miles Davis on the piano on the soundtrack. On this particular song, we have Miles Davis on the organ and the trumpet, Al Foster on the drums, M. Tumay on the African percussion, Reggie Lucas on the guitar, Sonny Fortune on the sax and the flute. Michael Henderson, one of my favorite artists on the Fender bass, and uh, Peter Kosey on the guitar. So yes, one of those brilliant songs. Like J. Ray said, that was very groundbreaking. 
and ahead of his time. Let's go back. <laughs> So like I told you guys, I'm going to be just sharing some music with you. Um, please let me know if you guys can hear me because I have a different mixer. And um, I'm used to this thing. Definitely, definitely not like my old mixer. Um, and I've been getting a lot of technical, technical difficulties with this thing tonight. So just... I'm not going to let the devil mess with me tonight. <laughs> oh, man. Another one of my favorite songs from James M. Schumann and Reggie Lucas Production. We can hear you, bro. Well, I appreciate you there, Jay Ray. I appreciate you, brother. Another good piece of um, production from Reggie Lucas and James M. Tumay could come from the lovely, the beautiful Miss Stephanie Mills. The name of this song I'm getting ready to share with you guys is called Put Your Body In. It's one of my favorite songs to spin. Um, there's just something about this thing. It's just electric every time I hear it from the way it comes on. That bass line, and uh, I just want to share this thing with you guys right now. So, if you guys would, let's give a little hand to Stephanie Mills, another piece of brilliant M. Tume Lucas production. And again, I'm playing some of my favorite songs. I probably won't play Juicy um, because you know those are songs that we hear and things like that all the time. I'm just playing some of my favorites, uh, a Juicy Fruit. Juicy would be biggie. <laughs> but I want you guys to taste this. Stephanie Mills, put your body in it. All right, put your body in it. <laughs> Thank everybody that's here. Make sure you guys smash that like button. Can do it. 
Brother J. Ray, is that a little bit better? No, I'm doing something a little bit different with this microphone. So let's see if we can clear up these audio issues, boys and girls. Um, what I'm getting ready to do for you guys right now is play a piece of gold. You can't hear me on the microphone either. Man, this daggum microphone, man. I told you guys I'm using a new system. I'm using a very new system. Yes, sounding great right now. Appreciate you, Tiff. Um, what I'm getting ready to do for you guys right now is play one of my favorite songs from the You Know How to Love Me album. Um, I'm actually getting ready to play this song called Under Your Spell. <laughs> you Know How to Love Me is definitely... My favorite song from this album, where we will be revisiting that a little bit later. But we're going to kick this thing off with Under Your Spell again. One of those songs, when I'm playing disco sets, 
I really love to feature this song. I like to see people just get down. That's right. I have such the love for this woman. Um, I have like one of the biggest posters of Phyllis Hyman um, that I had made. And I, I love this woman, man. And um, her voice is just beautiful. And even, you know, I talked about Tawatha AG a little bit. Tawatha wrote a song on this album. Um, I think it's called Hold On. So she got a chance to get some of her writing credits in. But um, the song, again, I'm going to play for you guys. It's called Under Your Spell. And um, again, for all you disco enthusiasts out there, I think this is a good song for you guys to share. You know, I'm not telling you what to do, but if I were you, you know, or if I was me, I would do it. <laughs> Taste it. One second, boys and girls. That's the joys of wax. It's just like Sunday, candy dreams inside my mind. I never knew loving could be this way. A trip on a star, love keeps growing. Summer kiss, it's nicer than knowing you're here with me. So happy to be this way. What's up to my cousin out there in Pomona? What's up, Dwayne? I see you, Robbie. Every word I say is true. I'm so in love, so in love with you. Cause I'm falling, falling under your spell. Under your spell. Again, one of my favorites. Jume Lucas Productions. Just real cool. Laid back groove. LL said it's, it's that playing Sunday morning cleanup music. You know what? Sunday, Saturday, whatever day your folks had you cleaning up. You could always clean up to some good Lucas and them Tume Productions. Um, I'm very appreciative of the time that I had growing up because. That's when these songs became such a staple in my life, you know? Um, I just, it's, it's just one of those things, man. You know, just growing up, how a lot of us grew up, it's just, man, these songs were entrenched. They were just there for us. And, I, and I'm so thankful uh, to have had the opportunity to be able to, you know, live this stuff in real time you know i might have been a young youth but even as a youth i was still grooving out to this little stuff doing my little offbeat dances probably the same little dances i do right now 
But yeah, man. Phyllis Hyman. Rest in peace to Phyllis Hyman. And if you listen in the background, you can hear Tawatha getting down on this. Beautiful music, y'all. I think I would definitely be sharing this um, this weekend or probably, yeah, 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 because I got two sets this weekend. I told you guys, man, I was coming back with the vengeance this year. Um, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening to all my folks on Twitch, to all my folks on YouTube, wherever you are, man. If you're on um, YouTube, make sure you smash that like button. Um, today, like I told you guys, man, um, this is Music is the Key. Um, normally, I do this show with um one of my great good good friends her name is chaotic blaze she'll be back very soon so i'm doing this thing solo today and in doing so i um i just wanted to honor um mr james m Tuman. now i told you guys that i was going to also be sharing some um clips from our interview i had the opportunity to interview mr m Tume. April the 12th of 2017. And um, during that time, I was honored, man, for him to even um, give me the opportunity to speak to him. For me, he's one of my top three producers. Um, also, during that time, he wasn't doing much interviews, so... It was just one of those periods that it was just like, I don't know if he's going to do this. I literally waited four months for this interview um, because it was episode 100. And I actually had two people in mind for this episode. Um, I either wanted the system, who I'm still chasing, or I wanted James M. Tumet. And... I never sent anything out for the system for episode 100, but the only person I really sent anything to was James M. Tumay. And um, he kept having scheduling conflicts. I think he got sick during that time. And um, they just needed a little time. So, you know, once he was back to good health, he told me he would do it. And um, this first clip I'm getting ready to play with you guys is, um, he was talking about embracing the music um a conversation he had with miles davis as you guys know i kick this show off um if some of you guys might have came later would get up with it um a song called m Tume on this album and um james m Tume was a part of miles davis band for many years about five years he was and um he was just telling me about some of the things that conversations that he and miles davis had so i'm going to share this first clip i'm going to share with you guys that's what that clip is embracing the music let's get it why do you think it's this genre of music that i love is <laughs> so much embraced overseas than what it is here well brother that's a great question and it's something i've pondered for years because you know my front ground i don't call it background yeah. my front ground is jazz brother yes so I know how the world received it, but we're in a very interesting period right now to address your question. It seems that, you know, to some extent, black people are running from the music that they created and let it, letting other people come in and create it for us. You see, you see what I'm saying? Yes. And uh, what we throw away, the world picks up. And uh, 
Sometimes we don't show the appreciation for the different genres of music. Now, also, we have to be honest, politically, you know, a lot of stuff that a black artist would do doesn't get the push that a white artist gets. Now, I'm going to talk straight. You know, we're talking straight tonight. We're talking straight tonight. You know, uh, I'm not, it's not that there's not a lot of great black artists, but they don't get signed. Young black artists don't get signed. When I was coming up, we knew white people had their artists, but we had Sly Stone, we had Al Green, you know what I mean? Yeah. We had The Temptations, <laughs> but we don't have that now. You don't have the black equivalent or the, or, or, or the black cornerstones of the music, you know? And I'm not taking anything, and so nobody gets it quiz, uh, twisted, I'm not taking anything away from anybody who can create our music. You know, the music is for everybody, yeah. but I find it terribly interesting when you look at black music now, especially black departments, you don't even have black A&R people who have the power to sign our acts. Hmm. So we've given up our power to sign and we pretty much abdicated our need to create. Hmm. Wow, you just touched on something right there. You really just touched on something right there because this genre of music that I love, Mr. M. Tume, is, I, I love that genre that you guys created between 70 and probably like 87-ish. Yes, sir. I love that. It's just... Funk and R&B, oh man. My classic. It was classic. It was a very creative period, brother. And, and we're starting to hear that come back around in the music now. And it's like, hmm... Yeah, but it ain't coming for us, from us. <laughs> and that's the thing. See, you know what I say, brother? What's that? You know, sometimes we get in the back of our own bus. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> we just, we get, just get in the back because we just so used to stepping back. But the music now is being embraced by everybody in the world. And to some extent, except us. Except and us. And I don't mean there aren't black people that appreciate it. And young black people appreciate it. But there was a great divide, if we're going to be very honest. Mm-hmm that happened with hip-hop and R&B, and, and it reflects what I say, the generational divide. Mm. A lot of older brothers and sisters were talking about hip-hop wasn't nothing, you know, and a lot of the younger brothers and sisters, well, R&B ain't nothing. Mm. But the fact is, they were sampling that music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's because true. Because R&B is the DNA of hip-hop. Yeah, that's correct. And, and, and it's good that it's coming from a heralded and much respected person just like yourself. Well, brother, you're very kind. You're very kind. <laughs> I hope you, you got enough info, you know, Yeah. to make your, 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 your show complete. Oh, no, it's definitely complete. I want to ask you one more question. Yes, sir. After all is said and done, what uh, do you want to be remembered for as musically? Somebody that cared about the next generation. Okay. Okay. And understood. He never lied to the music, and the music never lied to him. That's it, Mr. Entume. I want to thank you for your time. You, oh, you brother, thank you. Time thank you, you so much. Thank you, sir. Thank you. This is right. an honor, and you have a great night. And thank you again, sir. Thank you and your audience, brother. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, man. <clears throat> that choked me up because um uh. I definitely wanted to share that with you all because um, this whole conversation that he and I had, um, it was almost like speaking with one of my relatives. Um, we talked about everything during that interview. We talked about um, life, love, relationships, some of the stuff I put in, some of the stuff I didn't, but um, I, I played that clip a little too early and it's okay. Um, but what I wanted 
to take from that is um this is the reason why yeah i had to change the music <laughs> this is the reason why i go so hard for r&b um as you guys know I was one of those children that wasn't allowed to listen to rap music growing up. So R&B music was everything to me. And these artists that we listen to and a lot of these records that I play, these records are literally have been my therapist. These records have been my friend. When I couldn't go outside, it's like this music, it was there for me. When I was on punishment, these music were there for me and i think it's very important especially as black people that we honor our elders we never forget our elders those people that came before us that shared this music because again just like uh brother j ray said we discussed this on q points and i had totally forgot about this this clip to be honest with you j ray um I wasn't even thinking about this clip when I said it because it was something that was in my heart. And when I was listening back to this interview, it really like this is what broke me down more than anything, um, because what I took from our conversation was and, and what we talked about, you know, when we got offline, he was telling me how. how proud he was to see someone still embracing his music that looked like him. And for a person like myself, that meant everything because I look at them as like my people. Um, if you, you guys saw the interview I did with Tawata AG, you know, I, I made sure I let her know that. I feel like our artists need to get that love from us. They can come anywhere and see anybody, but it's nothing like just a younger generation just bringing it and showing that love back to our elders. Um, yeah. <laughs> Woo! Um, I'm gonna play prime time and all of that a little bit later. That's the instrumental I'm running right now. But um, this next song I'm getting ready to play for you guys is the first song I ever seen them on Soul Train on, and it's called "Give It On Up." This is when I first developed my uh, crush on Miss Tawata Ag. <laughs> Even their names are soul as hell. M2 made to Watha. Come on, brother. You know what I'm saying? Them black names, and I'm proud of that, man. I'm proud of that. Um, I'm going to play this song, Give It On Up for In Search of the Rainbows, Chris. You know? And um, I hope you guys enjoy this. It's called Give It On Up Again, another song that I always like to share with audiences whenever I'm out spinning, and I'll probably be sharing this thing this weekend. Much love to everybody that's here. If you're on YouTube, smash that like button. If you're on Twitch, I don't know what you do on Twitch because I hadn't been on Twitch in a long time. But I'll be back very well. I'm here now. I'm here now. So yeah, yeah. God bless you. And let's see, we got a couple comments here. Um, Negro Linda 805 said, Prime time, COD, hips, 
Tie me up. Yeah, don't stop. It's all here. Shout out to everybody that's here, man. I appreciate all your comments. Again, um, this is Music is the Key, episode 38. I wanted to do something very special for this episode. This is the kick. Uh, we're coming back in. It's season three. And um, yeah, we're getting ready to play. <laughs> Give it on up. Let's go ahead and stop this thing. I see I don't have all my echo features well. I don't really know this mixer yet. So, you know, God bless. But let's go ahead and get to giving on up. That's one of my favorite songs, too. I love the way they start off their songs. Again. Tawatha Age is one of one of our treasures, and we better hold her up right now. That's right.
favorite songs. Again, the very first song I ever seen <clears throat> M. Tume on Soul Train. And it made me feel really good when I first heard it. Just one of those get up and move type of songs. Shout out to everybody that's here for episode 38, kicking off season three of Music is the Key. Um, I'm going to do something a little different. I see Robbie asked for Sedane. I'm not going to play Sedane on this episode because I've given him so much love on Night Rising Slow Jam. <laughs> it's a couple of records I want to share and I want to wait on. I got a gang of those things over here to, to break out, though. What do you say, D, why did you have a Stetsasonic record there? Because on this particular record, there's a song called Talking All That Jazz. That old daddy-o here, he was talking about James M. Tumay. And they, and they patched that up um, in the interview that I did with James M. Tumay. The discrepancy James M. Tumay had was um, he didn't have a problem with people sampling. Obviously, um, one of the biggest bad boy hits ever came from an M. Tumay record. But... He had a problem with people sampling and didn't want to pay, you know, um, and you can hear that on that interview. You know, I was going to play a clip for you guys before. <laughs> and I think I'm going to save that Miles Davis clip a little bit later. Um, but during this interview, I also did... Um, I'm not going to play Juicy Fruit during this show, but there was a line in Juicy Fruit that was very controversial. Um, who's the first person in the, in, the, in the chat that could type it up? What was the line in Juicy Fruit that you think was the most controversial for, what year was that, 83? What was that controversial line? Who's going to be the first person in the chat to do it? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see who's here. Let me see who's still awake. Well, the line kind of went something like, you know what? I'm going to let Mr. M2 may talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. I'm trying to use a different program over here today, y'all. So bless the Lord. But let's go ahead and do it. You guys did a portion of that song. What type of effect did you put on that? Okay. Now, you know what, brother? That is deep because I'm finding out a lot of people would ask me that, you know, because I haven't really 
you know, this year, the last year and a half is the first time I've really done interviews talking about the music. Really? You, know, you, you can't find too many interviews with me anywhere just talking about the music. <laughs> and I was asked this question. I spoke in, in Japan, and a brother asked me that. He said, I've been, for 30 years, I've been waiting to, to, to meet you or ask you, what did you do? Here's what happened, brother. When that when that line comes up, uh-huh. I dropped everything, mm-hmm. the whole track, and then brought that vocal out. If you listen, there's nothing else playing. No, you can lick me everywhere. <laughs> everything <laughs> dropped out. That's why it jumps in your face like that. Mm. So next time you play it again, check that out. There's nothing playing. Boom. I muted everything. You can lick me everywhere. And it was like, wow, you know? Yeah. And that line, the same line that the record company was so scared of, actually became the line that everybody waited to sing. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, you know, man, look, there's a million stories, brother. There's a million stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. That line was, you can lick me everywhere. That was a real controversial line back then. Um, Mr. Ntume, he had some lines in his songs, but he, you know, we talked about that. He, he has some real freaky subject matter in, in his songs uh, from back in those days. But yeah, um, in that clip I played, I actually played, you know, the portion when he dropped it off. You can lick me everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, Juicy Fruit, that's one of those songs. Uh, I'm not going to play that again. Um, I'm sure... We've heard that um, so many times, and that's good, too. Good to get them publishing checks. But we've heard that so many times in so many different tributes um, to Mr. M. Toomey over the over this weekend and over the past couple of days. And I hope they burn the airwaves down with it because um, he's someone that we all should know. Yes, Tiffany said it. Y'all have to listen to that interview because that interview is very good. Um, I'm getting ready to play a song from Tyrone Bronson here. And I know that Mr. Ntume, again, um, he produced this album for, um, Tyrone Bronson. Um, this, this song I'm getting ready to play for you is called Love Triangle, um, which is very similar to you, me, and he, and Again, those type of songs, I, I, I'm telling you, <laughs> Mr. M2 may had the mind. <laughs> but uh, this is Love Triangle, uh, the Minaj mix. Mm. Mm. So uh, let's get a little taste of this Love Triangle. I think you guys know where we're getting ready to go with this. Taste it. Next In this Love Triangle, Triangle. Thank you. 
James M. Tume Productions. Turn that mic up. Yes. Um, of course, my very... Do I want to play this album? Not yet. I got a couple songs on that album. You guys always hear me talk about Tawatha, though. And this is one of my very... I love this woman. She knows that um, I, in hearing the news of the passing of Mr. Antume, first person I reached out to was Mr. Walker. Um, what's up, Patty? Um, I had to reach out to Miss Antume because she's just somebody I really care about. Um, again, I love my elders. I respect my elders. And... Um, this song I'm getting ready to play for you guys, another one of those signature and two-may sounds. Um, the song is called Did I Dream You? Um, this voice, make sure I'm on the one. This voice is just so beautiful. I can listen to, to Wateji, you know, really, to be honest with you guys, sing all night. She just has that, that type of voice. So um, I'm getting ready to play Did I Dream You? Um, I want to say it's from 87, and most people who know me know 87 is really my favorite year of music. I think 87, I would have been turning 11 at the end of the year, so I was still 10. But that's around that time when music really started making sense to me. So, uh, to watch the age, did I dream you? And I wish I'd have had this album with me, actually, when I interviewed her, but, you know, I didn't. A lot of my stuff is still in Atlanta. So, you know, God bless. But I have a lot of stuff here, too. So, you know, we take the good with the bad. <laughs> Taste it. Uh-uh. We're going to start this thing right. It's Tawatha, y'all.
This note right here. They don't sing like this no more. AG, I'm letting this thing ride. Everybody in that chat room say what's up to Mr. Watha AG. Up, y'all. We have to honor our hearts. 
want to rock strip. And I want everyone, everyone to make sure that if you don't follow her on Instagram, make sure you follow her. Um, go to her beautiful website, swapthag.com. Support her wherever she is, whatever she's doing. You make sure you support her because she's one of our staples. And I told you guys, I'm always going to lift up ours. I believe in this. Tonight is a beautiful night. Thank you, Miss AG, for being here. With me. Turn that microphone up. Turn that microphone up, Daryl, so everybody can hear what you're saying. Again, everybody, everybody show love to Miss Ag. She's a brilliant voice, and she's ours, and we love her. I'm going to play another selection from that later. Um, as I shared... With you guys before. Nah, I don't know. I'm not gonna play from that album either. Nope. I think I want to play from the M2 May Theater of the Mind album. One, another one of my favorite albums here. There's a song in this album that again features the beautiful band of M2 May. And the song I'm going to share with you guys is called Breathless. Breathless is one of those songs that I feel like every Quiet Storm radio show should still be playing. And if they don't, I'll make sure that I do on uh, Take It Out on the Groove. What's the name of my show? Night Rides and Slow Jam. So I'll make sure that that show is put out there. But again... And this is one thing I loved about a lot of the records. If look at the back of your Entume records, and you'll see that it was directed by Mr. James Entume. I love seeing that, man. It's just a just those little subtleties right there, man. Directed by Mr. James Entume. Um, again, this song I'm getting ready to play for you guys is called Breathless. Um, I featured this on Night Rides and Slow Jams last year. And um, here I played a song for you tonight for you guys that aren't familiar with Night Rides and Slow Jams. It's basically a quiet storm show that I do once a month. Um, again, honoring all of our artists because at the end of the day, um, we have to push our artists. Um, it's great that our music is um, embraced and supported by everybody else. But come on, y'all. We got to support our own. Um, and we should not just be tossing our music aside uh, as old. Um, as long as I'm here, I'm always going to be pushing our music. So let's get ready to go with Breathless. Let's taste it. That is not Breathless, boys and girls. This is... I don't believe you heard me. I don't, I don't, I don't believe you heard me. Why did I do that? Sorry, boys and girls, I jumped a little bit. This is Breathless. And you're watching Music is the Key, episode 38, season three.
you on YouTube, smash that like button. You on Twitch, do whatever they do over there. That is Breathless, taking from the Theater of the Mind album. Um, I love this song so much that I ended up copping the 12 into that. Um, and this is one of those records I've had since a youth. Um, it's one of those records that I just always have loved and embraced. Um, it means a lot to me. And... It's just one of those albums. It's, it's one of those M2MA albums that I think a lot of people should go back and um, take a listen to. Um, don't sleep on Breathless. Don't sleep on the Theater of the Mind album. It's actually a very good album. Um, I'm sure you could find it. It was funny. I was at a record store the other day, and um, I saw a couple of M2MA records go in there and you know just as anything that happens like that a lot of the records are starting to skyrocket um i saw a copy of the breathless record in i want to say amoeba and um they had it for sale for ten dollars so um if you guys can just go just support the music um digital streams make sure you support that um just support the music I guess it's time I could share a little love to this is my favorite album. Um, and the reason why this is my favorite album is 
everything from top to bottom to me about this album was just right. Um, COD, I'll deliver. You are my sunshine. You, me, and he. I, I simply like prime time. We're hearing the instrumental right now. Tie me up. Sweet for you and me. The monogamy mix. Monogamy. I love this, man. To be or not to be. I'm, uh, um, I'm getting ready to go with COD. This song is special to me because um, if you guys ever had the opportunity to hear the interview that I did right here on YouTube with Miss Tawatha Agee, we sang a little bit of this. And every time I drive around and I play this song, I'm going to play at least three songs from this album. I'm going to tell you because, again, this is my favorite out of all my records I have and all the rarities and all of that stuff. This is my favorite album. And um, it just it this record means the most to me because I can remember just being I can remember my grandma Pat with her favorite little taste of cognac in her glass. And she would pour me and my sister Coke. <laughs> put some ice in it and we would just dance around the house and she would just move her little shoulders to this and it made me feel so good this is why i said i always felt like m2 may was a part of my family because this record was a part of that so um we're gonna start off with um cod i'll deliver and then we'll see what else we can taste from this and then we're gonna go back to this album because thyroid is my jam and I think there's something else down here I want to play, too, again. So, yeah. Let's start this thing off with a COD I'll Deliver. You know what? I'm going to go from COD I'll Deliver to You Are My Sunshine because that. Yeah, we're going to play that. We're going to play that. So let's go ahead and taste this. Back to back. We're going back to back off of this right now, and then we'll come back to this album. Y'all ready? Let's taste it. Again, this song will always be special to me. And Miss A.G. let me know, too, that was a church. I always thought that was some castle when I was a kid, but that is a church. Hey, boy, I know it's what you wanted. Closer to me, sweet man. I know just how to flaunt it. Can't you see? Wait, she say this line.
want you guys to pay attention to how these strings, how this bass is getting ready to talk to you. Just listen to it. Cash on delivery, boys and girls, for you that don't know what COD is. We taking it back to the old days when you used to have commercials that said COD. <laughs> you are my sunshine. Up next, taste it. Stop bumping the table, D. Sitting by the phone, one o'clock. You ring, but I don't mind, cause your love's so divine. Such a lot. You ring, you are my sunshine. snap music was out if somebody would have sampled this they would have been on
Love songs, y'all. Um, that was one thing about him too, May. He was good at making love songs. I tell you that. Um, I love those grooves that he shared with us. Timeless music. You are my sunshine. Again, the You, Me, and He album is my favorite album of all time. If I have to be locked up on the island... And I can only get one record. I'm good with this one. And I'm going to listen to this. <laughs> I remember being, um, when it really came back to around O'Forge. Oh, I think I talked about this during the interview I had with Mr. Antume also. Um, when I really went back to this record, when I was old enough to really appreciate it, oh my God. I burnt this out. I burnt it out so bad that everybody that got in my vehicle was like, man, if you don't stop playing this. <laughs> I think it's time to go back to some of our conversations. So I talked about embracing. I talked about you can lick me everywhere. I think we're going to go with um, this is the clip I probably should have played first. Um, the importance of being you. Let's go ahead and get a little bit of taste of this. Let me take this music down and let's go ahead and get it. Tell me how you met Tawatha AG. She was part of a group called Hot Tea that was brought to me and my partner Reggie uh, by Louise West, who was an attorney. They were a gospel group, but the irony is that group, everyone in that group went on to do great things. Mm. Uh, Angela Winbush was in the group. Oh. Tawatha, uh, a couple of great gospel singers whose name escaped me right now, but they were, 
you know, just supremely talented. And we did a demo. Now the demo didn't go anywhere, but you know, I gave to Wafa, who was who was in uh, at Howard. They were all at Howard that time. Hmm. And uh, I said, if you ever come to Jersey, call me. And when she came to Jersey, she after she graduated, she called me. I said, we got a couple things, you know, in the fire. And just so happened that one of them, I had just done the closer I get to you, and that had done very well for Roberta and Donnie. And then I got the call for uh, Stephanie Mills. So Tawatha came right in and was, a, you know, the, the contractor for that. So she was everything, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and did it feel more more gratifying having that in your stable as opposed to contracting that out to someone else? Oh, yeah. We were totally self-contained. Yeah. To me, you got to have a machine to be able to pump out you know, uh, as many projects as we were doing, you know, I mean, we made, may have done four projects a year for about three years in a row. That's a lot of music. Yeah. So you have your, uh, your, 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 your uh, like you said, stable of musicians. Yeah. Pretty much that didn't do anything else because I made sure they got paid well enough to not have to do other things. And, uh, that way you can keep the consistent sound. If you listen to any of the records that came out of the Tume Lucas productions, you know, they all had a quality of sound. Yeah. And that's because you're utilizing the same people. But any, you know, like I said, musical machine had, you go to Motown, you had the Funk Brothers, mm. you go to Philly International, you had MSFB, you know. Mm -hmm. You, you want to keep your sound consistent because at the end of the day, what you shoot for is your own sound. <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot of stuff today, stuff sounds the same. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? Back in our day, if I came in trying to sound like Earth, Wind & Fire, I'd be thrown out of the room. <laughs> you had to have your own sound. And that's something that I would like to see younger artists begin to gravitate toward more. Now, today, they teach you to sound like somebody else. It's funny that you say that because I was just talking about this conversation. It's, it's more of a safer route now to sound like someone instead of being a trailblazer. Well, you're absolutely right, my brother. Look, for example, if a prince came along today, nobody would sign him because he'd be too different. Wow. <laughs> you see? But I always tell people the trick is to what? Find the difference in the familiar. Yeah. Okay? What do I mean by that? If everybody's doing R&B, you want to find your own signature, and that becomes the difference from you and everybody else, you know? Yes. And it's also the signal of the death of a record company. Record companies are pretty much dinosaurs to me now. Yeah. If I was a young artist coming up, I wouldn't even mess with no record company, man. Really? Oh, why? <laughs> why? You know, they tell me A&R, that's anal and rectum to me. I mean, <laughs> they don't have a clue. They don't have a clue. And they're too busy telling young people what, what they should do. And, and my thing is, I told God once, I said, man, have you ever hit a, written a hit record? He said, no. I said, well, so why are you talking to me about what I should do? Wow. That's real. Okay. Young, the message I have for young people, like you said, trailblaze. Yeah. Don't walk in nobody else's, shoe, nobody else's shoes. Get your own sandals. <laughs> That's real, Mr. Ntume. I love this conversation. Oh, I love it too, brother. You ask me questions where I can open up. Yes, sir. One of my favorite albums from you guys is the You, Me, and He album. Ah. You had so many bangers on that album, <laughs> starting from track one, COD, I'll Deliver. 
What, oh yeah. What was your mindset going into that song? Like, can you take us behind a little bit of that song? Okay. On COD, obviously, immediately. Okay, that's Tawafa. Yeah. And what I had discovered was that my best writing came from what I call mid-tempo funk. Yeah. You know that. You know that that mid. You know, and I always also tell writers and producers it's very important to find out what your time zone is. And what I mean by that is, do you write balance better? Do you write up-tempo? Do you write mid-tempo? Find the tempo that you're most comfortable in, mm. and you write from that. You hear that, boys and girls? Find your tempo. Find your tempo. Um, that mid-tempo, I feel like Mr. Ntume really mastered. And um, this song I'm getting ready to play for you guys right now, Again, from my favorite singer, Miss Tawatha Ag. This song is called Thyroid. <laughs> Get some. Mr. Watt the AG. 
I love that song. <laughs> Obvious reasons. Ty Ride. <laughs> Again, it's that mid-tempo groove that just keeps the party going. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whatever that party is, Ty Ride. I told you guys I was going to revisit a couple records. I'm going to play three more records before I get off. Um, if you're on YouTube, smash that like button. Hit the like button. If you are on Twitch, I don't know what to tell you to do because I'm really not on Twitch like I used to be, but um, I will be very soon. Next song I'm getting ready to play for you guys. One of the songs I told you we were going to revisit. Um, Stephanie Mills. What you going to do with my loving? One of those just brilliant M2 Mae Lucas Productions. Again, you can hear Mr. Watson in the background singing that beautiful voice. We're getting ready to get that right now. Two more... Two more songs after this, and we're going to close out. I'm going to start it over, because I know I can do better than that. Come on, man. I like to hear them drums when they start off. There we go. Just sharing a couple of my favorite M2 May Lucas productions. I know some of these songs, they try to clip you. So I didn't give them too much of that. But we are we already shared uh, a Stephanie Mills song earlier in the night. But that was uh the title track from the album, What You Gonna Do with My Loving. And um, I'm not gonna run all the songs down in order because I probably don't remember them, but I will, you know, kind of show you the record. lot of records um two more songs there's no way that i can 
I will not play this song. Again, another title track from Miss Phyllis Hyman. This is You Know How to Love Me, 1979. M2 Lucas Productions. Taste this thing from the beautiful voice of Miss Phyllis Hyman. I'm going to master this, this new mixer, too. <laughs> a song that just makes you happy no matter when you hear Tasty. 
Miss Phyllis Hyman. You know how to love me. Brilliant produced song. Again, we're honoring tonight the memory of Mr. James M. Tume. Normally these shows go <clears throat> an hour, but I'm just playing some of my favorite M. Tume Lucas produced, M. Tume band, M. Tume produced songs. And um, I just wanted to share them with my friends. I didn't want to play the same old, same old, um, a lot of the songs that we would hear a lot because that's not what I do. I wouldn't even be true to myself if I did that. Um, it's not what I do. Before I close this thing out, I'm going to play that clip I played first. Because um, I think it's important to close out with that clip. And um, let me run down a couple of the albums I played. Uh, Phyllis Hyman, I played uh, You Not to Love Me and Under Your Spell. Um, from the M. Tume album, I played uh, from the Theater of the Mind album, I played Breathless, which I also have the 12 single. Aha! Breathless. Um, Tyrone Bronson, Love Triangle. I like this song a lot. In this love triangle. Yeah. In this song, though, uh, and, and I was explaining, um, in 2018, when I first heard this song, I was, uh, wow, project coordinator, Angelo Ellaby. I know this gentleman. <laughs> um, when I first heard this out, this song, I sang it a lot, so much, that my partner at the time was asking me, wait, wait a minute, you in some type of love triangle? No, I was not. I was just singing this song because it was new to me. Give it on up for In Search of the Rainbow Searcher. This is the, the song that I first fell in love with M. Tume and I developed my crush on Miss Tawata Aji. They were on Soul Train. <laughs> I started off everything from the Get Up With You Miles Davis album. Uh, the track I played was M2 Man. Um, I was very happy that I had this in my collection. I was able to play this. That was special. I played two songs from this album. What You Gonna Do With My Lovin'? I just got through playing earlier. And I also played Put Your Body In It. Again, two cuts that I always like to play when I'm out DJing. Things I know that'll keep the dance floor moving, moving, moving. Of course, y'all know I had to play Mr. Watt the AG. And um, I would like to thank her for stopping by and saying hello. Um, I played Thyroid, of course. And Did I Dream You? And there's some more things on this album, too. I'll be featuring a couple of these on um, Night Rides and Slow Jams. Upcoming episodes. Love you, Miss AG. And we're going to close this show out with the song I've been teasing you guys with all night. Prime time. I've been playing instrumental. My all-time favorite M2 May song. This song is infectious. From the bass line to the keys to the voices. Hey, yeah. Yeah. 
I told you that I loved you and you said you love me. So baby, let me hold you. Feels so good to me. I tell you, we got prime time. That's what I'm talking about. Prime time. That's how we gonna close out Music is the Key. Episode 38. Kicking off season three. Hope to have Chaotic Blaze back very soon. Until then, I'll probably invite a couple friends here. We'll do some things. Normally, Like I said, normally this show is about an hour. But it was a special night honoring a very special man. And um, I'm just sharing some things that was from my heart. I didn't want to play the same old songs that you might have heard every day on your day-to-day. I just wanted to share like I share. Um, I'm going to play one more. I'm going to play that clip that I played initially when I first came out. And... um, we're going to close out with prime time. Thank you guys for listening. Well, hold on. You'll see me one more time. Let's go ahead and get this clip in. Why do you think it's this genre of music that I love is <laughs> so much embraced overseas than what it is here? Well, brother, that's a great question. And it's something I've pondered for years because, you know, my front ground, I don't call it background. Yeah. My front ground is jazz, brother. Yes. So, I know how the world received it, but we're in a very interesting period right now to address your question. It seems that, you know, to some extent, black people are running from the music that they created and let it, letting other people come in and create it for us. You see, you see what I'm saying? Yes. And uh, what we throw away, the world picks up. And uh, sometimes we don't show the appreciation for the different genres of music. Now, also, we have to be honest, politically, you know, a lot of stuff that a black artist would do doesn't get the push that a white artist gets. Now, I'm going to talk straight. You know, we're talking straight tonight. We're talking I mean? straight tonight. You know, uh, I'm not. it's not that there's not a lot of great black artists, but they don't get signed. Young black artists don't get signed. When I was coming up, we knew white people had their artists, but we had Flystone. We had Al Green. You know what I mean? Yeah. We had The Temptations. <laughs> but we don't have that now. You don't have the black equivalent or the, or, or, or the black cornerstones of the music, you know, and I'm not taking anything and so nobody gets it quist, uh, twisted. I'm not taking anything away from anybody who can create our music. You know, the music is for everybody, yeah. but I find it terribly interesting when you look at black music now, especially black departments, you don't even have black A&R people who have the power to sign our acts. Hmm. So we've given up our power to sign and we pretty much abdicated our need to create. Mm. Wow, you just touched on something right there. You really just touched on something right there because this genre of music that I love, Mr. M. Tume, is I, I love that genre that you guys created between 70 and probably like 87-ish. Yes, sir. I love that. It's just... Funk and R&B, oh man. My classic. It was classic. It was a very creative period, brother. And, and we're starting to hear that come back around in the music now. And it's like, hmm. It's yeah, but it ain't coming for us, from us. <laughs> and that's the thing. See, you know what I say, brother? What's that? You know, sometimes we get in the back of our own bus. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> we just, we get, just get in the back because we're just so used to stepping back. But the music now is being embraced by everybody in the world. And to some extent, Except us. Except and us. And I don't mean there aren't black people that appreciate it, and young black people appreciate it, but there was a great divide, if we're going to be very honest, mm-hmm. that happened with hip-hop and R&B 
And, and it reflects what I say, the generational divide. Mm. A lot of older brothers and sisters were talking about hip-hop wasn't nothing, you know, and a lot of the younger brothers and sisters as well, R&B ain't nothing. Mm. But the fact is, they were sampling that music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's because correct. Because R&B and funk is the DNA of hip-hop. Yeah, that's correct. And, and, and it's good that it's coming from a heralded and much-respected person just like yourself. Well, brother, you're very kind. You're very kind. <laughs> I hope you, you got enough info, you know, yeah, to make your, your 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 show complete. Oh, no, it's definitely complete. I want to ask you one more question. Yes, sir. After all is said and done, what uh, do you want to be remembered for as musically? Somebody that cared about the next generation. Mm. Okay? Okay. And understood. He never lied to the music, and the music never lied to him. That's it. Mr. Ntume, I want to thank you for your time. You, oh, you brother, thank you. Time thank you so tonight. much. Thank you, sir. Thank you. This All has right. been an honor, and you have a great night. And thank you again, sir. Thank you and your audience, brother. Thank you so much. And there you have it. Much love. Rest in peace, James Ntume. We love you. Closing out with prime time. Let me turn this thing up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Get this thing right. Love everybody. Y'all have a good week. I'm going to let this whole song ride out. See you guys next week for episode 39 of Music is the Key. All right. I told you that I loved you. And you said you love me. So baby, let me hold you. Anywhere around the dance floor or your own floor, just dance right now. Hell, let's celebrate Mr. Ntume. Well, it's coming, man, but I'm 
I'm not plugged. <laughs> oh. Synthesizers on here, so cold. This part. Thought we was ending on prime time. It's still prime time. Then we'll end. <laughs> this is a prime time dub mix. Only on 12 inch. Y'all better buy them things before this guy people price y'all out. That's why we support black music. Before these suckers get out here and just upcharge us all out of our own music. I said it.
Y'all don't know this mix. Some of y'all do. Gives you more of a, let you hear a little bit of it. This was the James M. Toomey honoring the legacy edition of Music is the Key. I wish everybody a great week. Love somebody and tell somebody that you love them. Seriously, because tomorrow ain't promised to nobody. <laughs>